Welcome to Something Crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to Something Crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to Something Crunchy. Back in the studio with Prince Barking and Tocahannes. Let's put them up. <laughs> How are we feeling tonight? <laughs> oh, brother, I am so animated. My ears are growing. <laughs> we are ruining childhoods tonight. Oh, man. I'm pumped for this one. Tonight, we are exploring the dark side of Disney and exposing the dirty mess behind the mouse. Mm. (laughs) You may have heard of Disney, a small little conglomerate headquartered in Burbank, California, bringing in roughly $60 billion a year these days. Oh, my God. Oh, Disney owns a lot of shit. Tons of companies now. Other than the Disney branding, Disney Channel, the theme parks like Disneyland, Disney World, the Disney Plus streaming service, Disney radio stations, don't forget the Disney Cruise Line, those Disney stores in the mall, oh yeah, and those animated movies they made with merch and royalties for each, that would be ABC, ESPN, Touchstone Pictures, Marvel, Lucasfilm, A&E, The History Channel, Lifetime, Pixar, Hollywood Records, 10% of Vice Media, and Core Publishing. Holy shit. my God. Are you serious? So what does that mean as far as recognizable brands in film franchises? Oh. Here's just a little sampling of them. That's Star Wars, the Muppets, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. All Disney characters such as Cinderella, Mulan, Frozen, Aladdin, The Lion King, the Chronicles of Narnia franchise, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, all Pixar films such as Toy Story, The Incredibles, Cars, and such, the Winnie the Pooh franchise, the Indiana Jones franchise, Grey's Anatomy, and other popular ABC shows, oh my God. and Family Guy. Oh, the like media shit. is controlled by Disney. Plus, they oh. own the media outlets too. That they haven't even gotten started. <laughs> Disney purchased 21st Century Fox for 71 billion dollars in 2019 as it prepared to launch its Disney Plus streaming service. They acquired Fox's productions, including The Americans, This Is Us, and Modern Family. That, of course, includes The Simpsons as well. As part of that deal, Disney took ownership of National Geographic as well. All magazines, television shows, oh books, and documentaries. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Disney also took over FX. All their shows, wow. like American Horror Story, American Crime Story, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Fargo, and the list goes on. They also own the majority of Hulu. Disney owned 30% of Hulu before the 21st Century Fox merger and now owns 60%. Comcast owns 30%, and Warner Media owns the last 10%. Disney CEO hasn't ruled out combining Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, and Hulu into one streaming service. And like, all right, I mean, that's kind of tits. Yeah, that might be useful. Yeah. A nice stable of programs there. Uh, Way better than cable. My like, mind is blown right now. Yeah. Stuff. They own everything. They control it all. That's I just mean, the shit that you're familiar with and the shit you know. There are so many companies that Disney owns that you've never heard of. Oh, I'm like sure. Maker Studios. It's a production company for popular YouTube channels. It's been around, but it's been wow. folded into other areas of the company after a few troubled years. There's, of course, Steamboat Ventures. It's a venture capital company that invests in some of the web's top startups. For instance, GoPro. Ever heard of GoPro? Disney. Little brand. Yeah. Photo Bucket. And there's a host of Chinese social media and gaming companies that have relationships with Disney through Steamboat Ventures. Mm. Steamboat Ventures named after Steamboat Willie. 
<laughs> the very first. Oh, the very no. first character. Okay. Oh. Okay. They also own dozens of miscellaneous property companies, and many of these are leftover companies from when Walt had to hide his investments through the other company names to buy land for Walt Disney World. There's international oh media networks God. like ATV, RTL2, RDS, Tele5, and Kividu, which aren't heard about much here, but they are a big deal abroad. There's Earthstar Inc., which is a company for private jets to car Disney executives around the world. There's also a management company called the Synergy Group, which just sounds shysty. Yeah. (laughs) That just sounds... There's just a lot happening here. So Disney is fucking huge. Had to paint a little picture there. And it has been known for being both the happiest and the shadiest place on Earth. Uh (laughs) A lot of things Disney has done that resulted in horrible consequences wasn't entirely their fault, though. At least it wasn't intentional. There was the mass salmonella poisoning from the girls kissing frogs in real life after the princess kissed that frog and he became a prince in whatever movie that was. Oh, my God. There was the mass buying and killing of clownfish after Finding Nemo, Mm -hmm. where the fish is flushed down the toilet and reunited with his family in the ocean. A lot of kids wanted Nemo to do that with. Wow. No. And then uh, the Santa Claus included a reference to an actual sex hotline that many children went and dialed up. In the film, Scott Calvin was given a phone number he could reach his ex-wife on during Christmas visit with their son. And he joked, 1-800-SPANK-ME. I know that number. Little did Disney realize the number was actually an operative sex hotline, which charged callers by the minute. (laughs) And several children reportedly dialed in and racked up some huge phone bills as a result of their curiosity. They banked because of that. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, they're like, thank Thank you. Thank you, Santa Claus. Tim Allen. You're the the shit, dude. (laughs) You can't blame Disney for everything, but you sure can blame them for a lot. And that's what we'll be doing from here on out. Yeah. Settle up, partner. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's get into a few somewhat well-known fun dark facts about Disney, more or less, just so I don't forget to mention them. Nice. Uh, Disney got an Oscar for the short animated film about Donald Duck, The Nazi. Really? He was portraying a Nazi in full uniform, swastikas and all, and you even see him reading Mein Kampf. Wow. Song of the South. This movie is locked deep in the Disney vault and hopefully (laughs) never to be let out. The 1946 musical is where the song Zippity Doodah came from and also where the Disney ride Splash Mountain was inspired from. But it's hard to believe this movie was even made, not only with the crazy amount of racial stereotypes, but attempts to handle slavery and race relations in the South as a light-hearted sport. For this reason, the film was never released on video. It was bad even for 1946. Like They even knew wow. then that they could do it. Like Something about this just doesn't feel right to me right now. Yeah, why would you Awful. ever... Turn Awful. that into anything. Splash like Mountain's got some or... some dark parts in it. Just about every ride that you go on, every movie, there's some dark shit. There's dark roots. Oh, absolutely. Deep, I believe that. Dark roots. Walt Disney did not allow women to apply for spots in his animation training school. He firmly believed and was quoted to say, women do not do creative work. What in the fact, fuck? in fact, the very first female director of an animated Disney movie wasn't until Frozen in 2013. That is really sad. To Not hear. a female director until Frozen in 2013, as in eight years ago yeah, that from wasn't now. Even like that long ago. <laughs> oh my god! Like really? And they've been making animated movies since the 30s. Yeah. Adriana Casalotti 
was a part of that. The 18-year-old actress who voiced Snow White was paid less than $1,000 to do the film. Wow. She was uncredited entirely oh. and was forbidden by Disney from taking any other roles whatsoever. What? In a 1993 interview, she admitted that until she saw the film, she had no idea that it was a full-length movie. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Got zero credit. No credit. Oh. And why, why wouldn't she be able to work again or do anything? That was the time. Damn. That was it, early. They they did not want that voice to be on anything else. No no other characters, no other movies. It was Snow White, strictly, Christine, strictly Snow the White. only Paid $1, only voice. $1, oh, they have color. They have invented colors that they own rights to that like it's illegal to use that specific batch of colors and it's secrets that you couldn't even make it if you wanted to. That's so crazy. Let's talk about the Disney recycling program. Getting a warm sense of that familiar when you watch a scene from one of your favorite Disney movies, it's not because you loved it so much when you were 10. It's because you've seen that exact animation in three other fucking movies. <laughs> Disney used many of the same animated sequences over and over again in multiple films to the point where you're actually going to feel cheated once you start realizing how much it was actually done. What wow. are you saying? Watch Robin Hood and Aristocrats back to back, and you might think you have just seen the same movie twice. The dance sequence at the end of Beauty and the Beast, it's the exact same dance sequence from Sleeping Beauty. The technique is called rotoscoping, and if you start looking for it, you'll see it everywhere in Disney animated films. What? Just cutting corners. like <laughs> Just cut and pay and make a new movie. Son of a them. bitch. I feel bushwhacked right now. You got to look out so. for these now. Oh, there's going to be a bunch. Just wait. Let's talk about, like, let's just, you want to ruin some Disney classics? I'm kind of in the mood. Oh, how, sure. how do we feel? Let's oh. kill them. Uh, I mean, with help from all that's interesting, Screen Rant and BuzzFeed, let's get into dark origin stories behind the Disney classics. The films are wholesome and positive, loved by parents, children, and everyone in between. When it comes to many of the Disney classic films, however... The polished happy endings are often a long way off from the original fairy tales that inspired them. With advanced apologies for ruining these for you, here are some super dark <laughs> Disney origin stories. <laughs> oh, where do we even begin? I'm excited. Uh, let's start with Pinocchio. When people visualize Pinocchio, they see the sweet young puppet with a desire to be a real boy. Oh no, I see weird things going around all the The Disney movie tells... The tale of his adventures with his friend and advisor, Jiminy Cricket, and how they ultimately lead him to his dream of becoming a human. The original creator of Pinocchio, Carlo Collati, was hoping for a different image. Collati created the character for a serial story in Italian newspapers with the goal of showing kids the consequences of being bad. Collati's Pinocchio was cruel and mischievous, sexual and violent. Oh, his Jimmy, teach him. His Jiminy Cricket was only referred to as Talking Cricket. Oh. And when the cricket tried to give Pinocchio some good advice, the puppet boy killed him with a mallet. Oh. Pinocchio is constantly tortured in different ways throughout the story. Oh. All punishment oh. for bad behavior. Kaladi initially ended the tale with Pinocchio's death by hanging. Oh. But because of an outcry from fans, Kaladi was forced to continue. So he decided Pinocchio's life would be spared in exchange for even more gruesome punishments from that point forward. Oh, no. Then it got weird. Then, yeah, and then... <laughs> then the story starts. <laughs> Jesus. 
fucked up. This is fucking crazy. I always thought Pinocchio was super weird, especially when they go to like the molesting boys camp. I am so glad you He's said like that. He's like sitting on their lap. and I was like, about to make that point myself. Book? That was I already mean, a pretty fucking weird movie. I I it kind of creeped me out already. Yes. There is some weird stuff in the book. And like if you if we went back through to Pinocchio, it gets weird for sure. Mm. Inappropriate. Now it's even more weird. Um, let's break Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Disney's Sleeping Beauty no. is a classic tale of a princess in distress and the prince who comes gallantly to her rescue. The original 17th century Italian tale has similar beginnings. The princess named Talia pricked her finger on a spindle and was sent into a deep sleep, fulfilling an earlier prophecy. The rest of Talia's story is too gruesome to be a children's tale. The man who comes to Talia's rescue is a king, not a prince. The king's kiss did not awake Talia. He instead gathers the fruits of her love, which is a nicer way of saying that he had his way with her while she slept. Nine months later, she gave birth to twins, and one of them sucked a splinter from her finger, waking her up. Talia and the king fall in love, but the king is still married. His queen orders the twins to be kidnapped, cooked, and fed to the unknowing king. Luckily, she fails. The more the story is, lucky people, so tis said, are blessed by fortune whilst in bed. Blair actually has that tattooed on her thigh. She does, yeah. <laughs> I knew that sounded familiar. Just inside of her vagina. <laughs> was the inspiration yeah holy shit my god what (laughs) gotcha that's where they get these stories from they're like you know what we can make a sweet children's story (laughs) out of this that's beautiful you know make the king a prince take out the rape and you know we got a sweet animated film here well now i'm i'm inspired to make some children's stories just take some real nasty violent shit take the teeth out of it put a little fuzzy bunny or something in there and you got a hit that's what disney did apparently yeah i see your formula (laughs) walt i see your formula walt it's gross yeah secrets out Holy shit. <laughs> People are insane. Man. Um, y'all wrote that. duped out there. We're just scratching the surface, y'all. Oh, oh no. It gets what, really pick, weird. Pick at oh. it. Pick the wound. What's next? What should we do? I think we should ruin Cinderella for Blair. How do you feel? Oh, yeah. Oh. This actually it's isn't. Sad, this actually isn't that bad. Step on it. Uh, when Disney's <laughs> Cinderella 2 came out in 2002, it turned out that Cinderella's evil stepsisters weren't as evil as they were shown in the first movie. One of them, Anastasia, was even featured having her own love interest with a baker, a relationship encouraged by Cinderella. The fate given to the stepsisters by the brothers Grimm was not so forgiving. In that fairy tale, the two girls cut off different parts of their feet in an attempt to fit into the slipper. Some doves swooped in to show the prince the blood on the shoe so that he wouldn't be fooled. At the end of the story, the stepsisters attend Cinderella's wedding, only to have their eyes pecked out by the doves who betrayed them. Very Alfred Hitchcock there with the ending. No. Yeah. (laughs) Keep your fucking beak clean. You know I obviously hate this. This is one of my biggest fears is getting like clawed to pieces by fucking bird. See, I especially think, for your wrongdoings. I think instead of making children's movies out like instead of stealing the formula, we should just go back and like make these the way they should have been done. Make them the horror movies yeah, that they were that intended like to be. Scariest Scary movies different. like ever. Like, or even like a um like a episodal thing where it's like uh, Tales from the Crypt, yeah. American or like American horror, horror story, story, but like yeah. every every week or every season is like a different 
Just in your face. You don't even know what it is. It's going to fuck you up. I love it. Um, Let's break the Little Mermaid next. In Hans Christian Andersen's version of the tale, Ariel makes a deal with the sea witch in order to become a human and pursue the prince that she saved in a shipwreck. She gets a pair of legs in exchange for her tongue. However, part of the deal is that every step she takes with this new pair of legs will feel like she's walking on shattered glass. If Ariel gets her true love's kiss, she can remain a human, but if she fails, she will die. The prince never actually even saw Ariel's face when she saved him, so he ends up marrying someone else. The sea witch tells Ariel she can just turn back into a mermaid instead of dying if she kills the prince. Of course, Ariel cannot bring herself to do that. Instead, she throws herself into the ocean, taking her own life, and dissolves into sea foam. Things get much darker under the sea. Oh, (laughs) my God. God. Ariel. That's the real story. That's the real story? That's the real story. She sacrifices herself to the sea? Fun fact, uh, Ursula is also her dad's sister so ursula is actually her aunt, aunt in the real story oh uh, yeah they're probably all related down there for sure it's it, a little weird under the sea <laughs> the deep south <laughs> don't we all uh, what do you want next <laughs> i'm scared what do you want next let's go huh? ba- let's go bambi Oh, yeah. no. Bambi's already pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> they already made it pretty violent and gruesome. Yeah. That, that I think that was the first sad. Disney movie I ever saw. Bambi, A Life in the Woods, is a novel following a deer through his life growing up in the woods. The book touches on the circle of life, survival, man versus nature, etc. The book is also very violent. On Bambi's first walk into the woods, he witnesses a mouse get killed and heard creatures threatening each other with death. Later, after a hunter shoots Bambi and another deer, the great old prince, he teaches him to walk in circles and spread the blood so that the hunter gets confused. The great prince also showed Bambi the body of a dead hunter at the end of the story to prove that man is not all powerful. Wow. That's like a big lesson to teach. Like, a young, No, yeah, I want to know, yes, know who reads that book and is like, you know what? This would make an excellent children's tale. (laughs) Wouldn't this make just a wonderful kids movie? Yeah, we'll just kill Bambi's dad. It's his mother. Mom. (laughs) Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was already like a lot of death. You gotta like talk about spreading blood around and like get like that deep into it. Like it's like we get it. Spread the blood around to confuse the hunter and then show the like dead body of a hunter at the end. I get the message and like sure, but like is it appropriate for like (laughs) Is it necessary? Yeah. I like my circle of life story and more of a Lion King vehicle, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Although like extremely fucking sad. What's that Super supposed to sad. teach a child that's going to watch it, though, that like they're fragile and they can get killed by a deer, too, if they're not careful? I'm not sure what the moral of the story is here. Yeah. It, that was not a happy beginning. I guess it kind of had a happy ending, but it's weird. There's a lot of death well, like in the- all of the Disney movies, right? and a lot of it is rumored because of a weird story with Walt Disney and how his mom died. He bought his mom this house that had like a gas problem or something and she died of carbon monoxide poisoning in like a house that he just bought her and after so he had like parent issues so you never see like parents together i think like 101 dalmatians and i don't not even that there was like 
one or two movies that had like parents that were both present and, and together. Typically, it's only one parent. Wow. Wow. And yeah. typically, one That's of the like parents really... die because of like Walt. Walt. Walt's deep God, issues. Realizing Holy like shit. so many fucking things now. Yeah. I mean, again, Disney's on like all the time at our house. Like, I'm gonna be like re watching something like fucking Walt. Like, fucking Damn, Walt. there he is, me? man. Damn, he lives on. Oh, this one's good. Hunchback of Notre Dame. The Hunchback of Notre Dame is one of Disney's darker films. Like the novel it's based off of, the movie is about a hunchback named Quasimodo who grew up in a Notre Dame cathedral, raised by an archdeacon named Frollo. Quasimodo and Frollo both fell in love with the same woman as Merelda. At the end of the film, Quasimodo pushed Frollo, the villain, off of the roof of the cathedral, killing him. It's already uncharacteristically morbid for Disney, but the original novel by Victor Hugo has an even worse ending for the protagonist. In Hugo's story, Frollo framed Esmeralda for attempted murder. She was sentenced to be hanged. Quasimodo still pushed Frollo off of a roof, but it was because Frollo was laughing at Esmeralda's hanging. Quasi then goes to Esmeralda's grave and refuses to leave her, so he ultimately dies of starvation staying there. Hugo's book was about as happy as an animated Schindler's List. Yeah, that sounds like awful. I'm going to pass on that one. It's like they're just trying to tell the craziest stories, but make them like animated. Again, it's like read that book and it's like, yeah, let's let's remove the fangs and this is perfect. This is sweet. Remove half the death. Keep some of it. They weren't starving for stories. They were just like, they would read this shit and be like, oh yeah, I totally see it. Make the mouse dance, make a little song here, a little song there. Yeah, as long as like everybody sings at some point and there's like, here's an idea. Some, some sort of song and dance happening. What if we just took a bunch of animals, we threw them together in a story, we recreated true crime with animals? It's Animal Farm. That's Animal yeah <laughs> they did that Wait, it was describe. a wild success I'm yeah. sure it was <laughs> brilliant idea Tyler <laughs> late in a buck short <laughs> that is a brilliant idea you weren't the first to have it but man like you Good really idea. onto something yeah keep the juices going yeah. keep the juices going yeah, I'm, I'm, right I'm, I'm not trying to shit on it like because it's a, it's a good Stay idea been done wild success <laughs> so good <laughs> I'm on the right track <laughs> Long story. (laughs) Well, I'm eager to break Snow White for you, but before we do, let's take a break. This episode of Something Crunchy is brought to you by Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to excellent sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads like this mid-roll, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. We at Something Crunchy proudly use Podcorn ourselves and get many of our paid sponsorships through this platform. It's easy to use, free to use, and it's a must-have even with a very small audience. Podcasters can browse and choose opportunities right on the site, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is there to support you along the way to ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do. If you're a fellow podcaster or thinking of getting into podcasting, sign up at podcorn.com. Also, there's a link for you directly in those show notes. Don't wait to monetize your podcast when you can get started today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Something Crunchy, and I hope you're enjoying the episode. 
It now pays to crunch down every week because we're hooking you up with big discounts from big brands. Up to 35% off Invicta watches using code CRUNCHY and apparel from 8080. Where in addition to 10% off using code CRUNCHY, every dollar you spend goes toward an entry into the Dream Car Giveaway. Don't forget to join the Something Crunchy Facebook group for updates, polls, and the web's crunchiest memes. You can find us on Twitter at crunch underscore cast. And feel free to send any questions in your track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the show. And we're back. <laughs> Pumped get back into this yes um that was a good break (laughs) snow white oh you're gonna ruin her oh yeah snow white still gets her happily ever after in the original brothers grim fairy tale after the evil snow queen failed two attempts to personally kill snow white she finally decided to try out the poison apple it seemed to work but then the prince swooped in with his true love's kiss to save her In the end of this dark Disney story, Snow White and the prince are still married. However, the evil queen is at the wedding, and her punishment is that she has to dance around in hot iron shoes, burning her feet until she dies in front of everyone. Gangster. Oh my god. Gangster. You can die from that? Gangster. Well, if you're just like burned through your flesh to your bones, you're like collapsed. You can't die from hot foot. You can die from hot foot. You can die from hot foot. From really? Firefoot? Just your feet? That's like if it 5% burns of your all body. all the way through your skin to your yeah. innards? Well, keep in mind. It's Disney. <laughs> keep in mind. Well, they got this from like a book, like a story. Like yeah. these are, these are it tales, sounds tales as old as time, you guys. <laughs> sounds terrible. In front of everyone? Yeah, it's, it's rude. Yeah. It's rude. <laughs> Blair didn't What's like that ending. Why in front of everyone? I feel like everyone back in the day made death such like a spectacle. Like, oh, there's a hanging, like, co- bring the town. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Did you hear? There's a new hanging down Well, there the wasn't Netflix there back in the day, Blair. So that was like their entertainment. It's like, oh, what'd they do? Gotta go We're check all it here out. Again. I mean, do you want to yeah. hear about it Public later court. at the well? Or do you want to like... You want to see, see it? Saw it. Yeah. I mean, like, I get it. It's like pay-per-view. Like, yeah. <laughs> My OG so you just pay-per-view. feel like it was like way more like public back in Either the day. you're in or you're out, Blair. Yeah. <laughs> Most people are into that kind of shit back in the day. Let's talk about Aladdin. Oh, yeah. Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Uh, the original Aladdin source material is actually pretty tame, but the movie's second sequel has way darker origins. In Ali Baba and the Forty Thieves, the character Kazim, Aladdin's father, is killed, dismembered and his body parts are stacked around a treasure cave as a warning to travelers. What? Later, Kasim's body is stitched together by a tailor, so his family will think that he died of natural causes. Oh, yeah, that's like fucking brutal. <laughs> Jesus. He must be one hell of a tailor. <laughs> I guess I'm fucking tailor. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's they dad. Pull it off? He looks great. Must have been natural causes. Yeah. Body parts completely stitched together. Yeah. Looking like a five-piece suit. Dad. This is like this crazy. Is dark. Yeah, this is, is kind of like fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. The Lion King. Oh, this one just 
now, already is <clears throat> so sad. I don't. I remember like crying. And there's a bunch enough. of fun tidbits about the Lion King. We'll get into some later, but just know the Lion King. If you don't know, it was completely plagiarized. Completely plagiarized by a yeah. Japanese cartoon. Really? And even wow. though the Lion King was completely plagiarized from a Japanese cartoon, Disney claims it's based off of Shakespeare's Hamlet, a play in which pretty much everyone dies. In the climax, Hamlet, the character Simba is based on, is stabbed to death with a poison blade, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> there are a few scenes. <laughs> there are a few scenes more traumatizing than Mufasa's tragic death in The Lion King, but the story's roots are far bloodier. In Hamlet, Claudius, Scar, murders his brother, steals his crown, and marries his wife. Later, the king comes to his son, Simba, as a ghost and instructs him to avenge his death by slaying Claudius and seizing the throne. After many soliloquies and lots of maniacal plotting, everyone ends up dead. Damn. So they say they got it from Hamlet and... They I mean, that kind of sounds like it till the end. Yeah, it, it was ripped off. I can't believe it was completely plagiarized. Completely. And here's more. A fun facts about they the Lion King. so much <laughs> money off of the Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. It, it the was, most like beloved It was movies. the highest grossing um, animated movie of all time until Frozen. I'm not surprised at all to hear that. Frozen. That's got to be made, worth. Made more money. Billions. Frozen shattered. Like. Frozen. Both franchises worth billions. Which is Disney also, you said? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pixar, which is Disney. Disney. Fuck. Everything is Disney. Mm-hmm. So Alice in Wonderland. This is oh. crazy, crazy yeah. background story. I can imagine. Because Lu- it's already fucking crazy. And yeah. Lu- Lewis Carroll wrote Alice in Wonderland, the crazy mathematician. Right. right. And he wrote Alice in Wonderland as a scathing satire on new controversial mathematic concepts like imaginary numbers, like those we learned about in high school. Carol was super conservative and old school and thought you'd have to be on drugs to believe in such advanced concepts. I feel the same way, honestly. Math with letters did not compute with me. X equals what? That's not a number, Biscuits. It's not. <laughs> X equals makes sense. But I, and imagine, like, that really was a thing. And it's like, why? Like, can we... Imaginary number. Let's like, just work you have with to the have real fucking of... numbers that we're already working with. Why is there? Why is that to be? Why are imaginary? You, you didn't need creativity and like imagination for math. That's supposed to be like yeah, math is very, black and white. Yes. Like there is no imaginary in black and white. Like I don't understand. The imaginary is the what if though. If this, then this. Yeah. Well, there's no what if in math. There is hypothetically. That's like science math is what if. That's when you like have then you a prove hypothesis. It. Well, the science is the the proven form. Mm. Mm. I feel like we shouldn't have taken shots over break. If we yeah. have a mathematical conversation. <laughs> about We're taking shots. Concepts We're talking about and fucking math. Med- mathematics with imaginary numbers. I still think the imaginary shit is crazy. With Alice in math class. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot more sense, right? <laughs> Alice in wonder math. <laughs> yeah, for a trippy ass fucking movie, it came from like some mathematical roots. That was like in like the and some queen. crazy stuff. I did love when um, what's Bonham Carter? What's her name? Yeah, you like that? The, t- yeah. the Tim Burton. Live I did action. like the Tim Burton yeah. version of that because I <laughs> feel like would. it best represents like the story because only Tim Burton. I was expecting more from Tim Burton from that. I was expecting yeah, to be too. more Tim Burtonier. Be a little bit crazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But he is like still the perfect person to like try and bring that to life. Tim Burton's Mild Red. (laughs) (laughs) Mild Red. You know what they need to remake? Peter Pan. The right way. Ooh. Peter Pan's Neverland may sound like an enchanting escape, but it turns out dark as shit. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, Hook on it like got crazy. Inspired by J.M. Barry's 1904 play, the 1953 film explores an English girl named Wendy's visit to Peter Pan's grown-up free getaway. Once there, she meets an array of magical characters, including hot-headed pixie Tinkerbell, native princess Tiger Lily, and vindictive pirate Captain Hook. After an adventurous night, she returns home to London. In Barry's version, however, Peter is more spiteful than charming. He doesn't just dislike adults, he loathes them. And so kills the Lost Boys, his right-hand lads, when they start getting too old. The boys on the island vary, of course, in numbers, according as they get killed, and so on, reads Barry's 1911 novel adapted from the play. When they seem to be growing up, which is against the rules, Peter thins them out. That is so (laughs) fucked up. And like, that's the scariest thing as you know. It's like, it's unfortunate that like, you're great now, but as soon as you get to like a little bit older, like, you're fucked. Yeah. You're no good to me then. Sounds more like a political story. Mm. In In another scene, he breathes intentionally quick, short breaths, because Netherland has a saying that every time you breathe, a grown up dies. That's a fucking saying. Jesus. That's the Peter Pan wow. we want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they spare us from the really good Peter Pan? They do need to make him in like dark Disney movie, like yeah, horror, covered in scary, tattoos. Don't you think they up? should take these, like, these concepts? Most of them are you like public they, domain. We should be able to be. You know how they're make doing a Tales from the Crypt style. What we do is we call it like you know Piper Pete instead of Peter Pan, and we make Piper Pete real. Disney Dark can't own a lot of these characters. The ones that they came up with, they can own. Yep. Like the one they plagiarized, Lion King, and like some sure. of those, they definitely own. But a lot of these are public domain. You mm-hmm. can't own those characters. Mm-hmm. Next week. I'm here for it. Next week on Something Crunchy, <laughs> we present Piper <laughs> Pete. Ooh, our, our auth O's. Yeah. Disney inspired auth O's. Ooh. <gasps> we haven't even unleashed auth O's yet. Let's talk about Mulan. In one of Disney's more progressive storylines, a young woman named Mulan disguises herself as a man so she could take her elderly father's place in war. The small dragon Mushu helps to protect her throughout the battle, and she soon grows into a fierce, proud warrior. The 1998 film is based on Hua Mulan, an ancient Chinese legend, with a much more tragic ending. Whereas the movie finds Mulan returning to a warm, happy family, the traditional narrative describes her coming back to a broken home. Her father has long been dead, and her mother has since remarried. She's then summoned to the emperor's palace to become a concubine and commits suicide in order to escape a life of prostitution. Yikes. Holy shit. balls. Rough. This is bringing me down. Yeah, like, get turned or... I mean, at least they changed it to, like... (laughs) Here's your warm Here's your family warm, fuzzy, happy that ending. loves yeah. you. Like, yeah. This is how it's supposed to go. Your dad's like, fine. <laughs> but I do... You don't have to turn tricks. I mean, it's a bit more realistic with the original story. I feel like Disney like sometimes sets you up for fucking failure because it's like... Blair likes oh. the original. Well, Original I mean, recipe. I don't know. I don't hate like a mix of some like real life shit because then it's like... 
but you for don't your always kids. come home to the perfect happy yeah. family. Of course, everybody wants that, but that's not real life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have the prostitute, the fucking craziness, and it's like you tell <laughs> you know. You tell me if this is the real version that you want of the fox and the hound. This is rough. Oh, no. <laughs> the fox and the hound follows the unlikely friendship of a red fox named Todd and his hound dog friend named Copper. As they grow older, their divergent worlds increasingly pit them against each other as inborn rivals. Despite their best efforts, they eventually succumb to the natural order. That is until a whirlwind chase backs Copper into a dangerous corner and Todd can't resist stepping in to save his former friend. Copper later returns the favor in the two-part ways amicably. While the film doesn't shy away from violence, death threats, and animal attacks, its inspiration tells a much more torturous tale. In Daniel P. Mannix's 1967 novel of the same name, Todd is responsible for the death of Copper's owner's favorite dog. In turn, Copper is trained to hunt only Todd and no other foxes. Oh, no. He pursues him so vengefully that Todd eventually collapses and dies from exhaustion. Later, the owner, a longtime alcoholic, tearfully shoots Copper so that he can move to a nursing home. Basically, everyone ends up miserable and dead. Oh, Holy yeah, shit. I'll pass on that fucking sad movie. Fuck. It just ends and you're like, so <laughs> that's <laughs> it? God. Well, you seen who the, wants burgers? Yeah, that is so rough. It's like the ending of The Mist where it's like, it didn't have to be that that bad. It didn't like, have, yeah. It didn't have it didn't to be. didn't have to be that bad. You didn't have to like, take it there. Why do you have to shoot Copper? Man. See, I feel like there's like a lot of personal things behind a lot of these stories. Again, because- I hear this and I'm like, Someone read this book and was like, oh, yeah, this has children's movie written all yeah, over it. Yeah, I don't it. get yeah. that. This, you, has, this is another yeah. classic. Cross that with my grandma's assisted living facility, and we got ourselves a kid's well, book. Well, I'm thinking yeah. like, you could take that premise and make it like a lot of different things. Like A kid's movie is like certainly not the route that I would take it. <laughs> You know what? You know who really needs to learn about this shit is kids. Kids, yeah. they need to fucking know what happened. Y'all when need you to learn. Fuck around with an uncle. I'm gonna learn today. Oh my god. Well, let's move on, please. <laughs> please <laughs> lighten it up a bit here. Yep. Yes. Make it happy. Everyone knew that this was coming. <laughs> let's talk about the sexual references from <laughs> Disney movies. Uh, oh yeah. Ooh, there's a lot of them. This was such a fun. Part of our childhood. Was <laughs> yes, I do remember catching the these. Yes, the combination of bored animators and stoners catching all these things sure. made for some good times when you grew up in the nineties. Definitely, I actually expect all of our listeners to already be familiar with most of these. Sure, this is more of a member that. <laughs> Make sure you've seen them all, type of thing. Yes. A members only club. Member that. Member that. It wouldn't be a dark Disney film without him. Sure. So let's get into some of the most prominent sexual references in Disney films. First up, <laughs> let's go back to The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please, let's do. I have twice already. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, we got to talk about the boner on the cover. There's yes. everyone knows about the rogue penis on the cover. The, the of castle, the castle boner, right? The castle boner. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Everyone looks for it. Yes. it's fun. Yeah, everyone's familiar it's with throughout that. Throughout the film, it's definitely <laughs> on the front. Tyler knows about that. Everyone knows about that. Yeah, listeners, you should know about that. 
You should also be surprised to know that Tyler did not know about the erection at the end with the priest when he's marrying them. The preacher, I did not. That was news to me. He wasn't familiar with this. I rarely make it, it to like the end. They I'm usually like made it clear as Blair, day. I'm going to show you. You tell me you remember this clear as day. Okay. <laughs> Clear as day. Clear as day. That is a clear boner there. Now, they tried to pull that off and say that it was his knee. His knee? They also you tell me took that scene knee. out of other copies because yeah. it caused such an uproar. It was his knee, my Bullshit. ass. You know where his knee was? Three inches below where his other where knee, his knee was knee next was. to. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a very purposeful dong placement. It was... He has Clear a, as day. He has an active three-inch knee between his <laughs> Yeah, it like moved too. Like whose knee? Like It's like, come on. It bounces. Yeah. In my defense, I haven't seen that uh, part, of, <laughs> part of the movie because I'm usually- 25 years. And <laughs> yeah. No, no. Not, not just like the whole movie. Just, you know, I'm done stroking 10 minutes into the movie. <laughs> so I shut it off. <laughs> When's the last time you watched a porno and like, you know, you're done the and then you- Keep going and you watch it to the end and start it over from the beginning? No. Check you... out the credits, see who was in it. Like, no. <laughs> you hit stop, you hit play two days later when you're ready to crank down again. Like, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got the Lion King. Now, the Lion King, they say there's a half naked lady on the cover of the Lion King. It's really? it's really Mufasa's face, but it kind of looks like if if you like highlight it, it kind of looks like a woman from those. the back who's like if you squint your eyes, topless. Good and... it, lo- it looks like a topless woman from the back, and it's kind of a stretch. Like yes, I could see it, but more it looks like just a lion in like in a cloud. You Which can... one, the cloud one? This here. I can see tits in any cloud if you give me enough time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you see the nose here? Yeah. That's the underwear. It's right above the nose. And oh. so you see right above and it's each arm. No. You see okay. the, a- the the ass is the middle of the nose. She's wearing so the underwear. Whole thing is just like an ass. No top. Oh yeah. That's so like, that's big. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. I okay. it's not as clear as the boner from the little mermaid, but what is clear as day? Is that scene depicting Simba collapsing on the edge of the cliff yep. where there's a yes. scattering of pollen seeds. Yes. And that pollen spells. spreads up in the air and it spells sex. Yes, it you does. You can 100% see that it says sex. The Walt Disney and company insist that the pollen comes together in the sky to spell the letters SFX, a reference to special effects. Most agree, like all three of us. No. 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 You can't get no. away with that. And it's obvious as that boner. No one uses SFX. Women. You use FX if you were going to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's sex. We all know it. I'm angry just thinking about it now <laughs> that they would say that. We all know. Let's talk about Aladdin. This is one of my favorite ones ever. And it's audio, so we can oh, definitely we can play it. Oh, yes. In the 1992 film, there is a scene where Aladdin and Jasmine are talking on the balcony. When the shot cuts away from Aladdin, he can be heard muttering a sentence which sounds uncannily like, all good teenagers, take off your clothes. According to the director's commentary, the line is actually, good kitty, take off and go. But 
curiously, the innocent line was edited out of all future DVD releases, just like the boner <laughs> wow. in A Little Mermaid. Whoops, the daisy, you caught us. Now you tell me which one it is. So how's our little bow doing? Come on, good teenagers, take off. Take off and go, or all good teenagers, take off your clothes. One more time. Yeah, I need to hear it again. On good teenagers, take off. All good teenagers, take off their clothes. Yeah, I, I definitely know. didn't hear all good kitties. You know that was the actor that played Steve from Full House. What? Did voiced Aladdin. I did. What? I knew that. Steve. Steve from Full House voiced Aladdin. Sure did. I don't know which like of the information is most surprising to me <laughs> right now. <laughs> so there is a very famous oh boy is it famous one of the best sexual references in a disney movie came from who framed roger rabbit oh the, i can imagine the very famous sex symbol jessica rabbit yes <laughs> oh she was like probably the hottest character like j-rab <laughs> oh man i had some cartoon jerks back in the day one of them was j-rab i'm sure not the only one <laughs> so j-rab was she had a major wardrobe malfunction in this racy film. In the scene where the car crashes and Jessica is thrown from the car, her crotch is shown briefly under her dress. And if you hit pause at just the right moment, and God knows I have, <laughs> you'll notice that J-Rab's dress flies up and exposes her gooch, or at least a flesh-colored area that most definitely looks like a cartoon gooch. Yeah. What? Cartoon good. Disney tried to play off all the drama like always, but they didn't exactly deny that someone in the animation studio did this on purpose. In later releases of the film, Jessica's character was digitally altered to add white underwear. I'm sure they show gooch. <laughs> the whole movie is like a bit racy. Like, of course, they're yeah. going to try and get some gooch mm-hmm. in if they can. She had the biggest cartoon titties I had oh ever seen at that time. That's like, like inspired so many different people to like... Want that body. Want that body, want yeah. that look, want all of that. I mean. That was the one movie my dad took me to the theater to see. So, oh, no, son. This is going to be real mm-hmm. special. He's like, holy shit. You're going to like second. this. You, you want to go see that Who Framed Roger Rabbit movie this weekend or what? Uh, it's a kid's movie, right? Anyone else like pitching it? a tent because of that rabbit? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. Or how do you feel about that rabbit? All right. So here, here's one I didn't catch. The Lemon Party in Cars. The lemon party. As dictionary.com puts it, a lemon party refers to an elderly 2000 shock website featuring an image of three elderly old men having sex. Disney fans. (laughs) (laughs) Three elderly men? I I do remember that actually. It was like passed around the office. Lemon party? A lemon party is like a bunch of old guys having sex. Wow. Nice. And Disney fans thinks that this scene in Cars featuring a bunch of old timer vehicles partying with literal lemons is a direct <gasps> reference. Ooh. There's piles of lemons on the party or on, on the table as a bunch of old men party old around men it. Old men cars are partying around it. I well, love it. Lemon party. Wow. I love it. It definitely has something to do with cars. Yeah. And with them being like the old cars and the old cars. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. That's a thing. Oh, it's a thing. That's a thing. Lemon parties. You got to know You got, you got. got to know Shack. about your sexual references to catch them these days. Yeah. yeah. You got to be in the club. Yeah, you do. You got to know what's up for this. I would have like never in my life caught that. Back in the day, they made it a lot easier. Like the rescuers. In two frames <gasps> oh. of the film, a woman appears in the window of an apartment wearing no top. 
Rumor has it that what? animators included the frames as a nod to Playboy in its iconic centerfolds. It intended for it to be a private joke, but when public outcry broke out amongst parents, Disney recalled over 3 million copies of the movie and issued an official apology. Wow. So they admitted it this time. They really did that. Like, there was really two frames of nudity. Like that there was, like, was intent hey, for this. That's for dad. I'm sure if you notice it, you'll like it. Yeah, this is for the parents watching with the kids. Okay? The kids don't even to... know what they saw, but dad that took them to the theater yeah, to see it just totally got, some got excited. 220 inches of titty. <laughs> there was the semi-nude Esmeralda moment in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And it's like when she's in the fire, she got, there's like two of them. She turns to the side and it's all titty, side boob. Nice. Nip too? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I had, no I, nip. I, I, it was hard to find nip. The naked ladies in Fantasia, casual straight-up nudity for you there. They're just straight naked? Oh, yeah. And then the nude paintings in Ratatouille. You have to catch those. Those really? are hard. Yeah, I've seen that like movie in the half restaurant? Half time. It's tasteful. Or where? It's like when you're seeing through the window, it's in someone's house. It's like paintings that are still animated, but they're nude and topless. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've seen those. Really? Mm. Uh-huh. Interesting. So we're just going to stop there. Those are some good I'm sexual be references. I'm going to keep my eye out yeah. for some titties. Every single movies. Disney Had movie has them. it. You just got to watch it enough times to catch it. You got to look for it. Let's end on a lighter note with a couple more positive fun facts I found in my research for this ode. I did happen to find some really interesting things that weren't super dark. And we're not going to do a happy Disney time ode anytime soon. So <laughs> Throw them in. Might as well. <laughs> Throw them in. <laughs> Between 1932 and 1969, Walt Disney won 22 Academy Awards and was nominated 59 times. This is more than any other person has ever received in the history of the awards. That's amazing. Wow. Damn. He's a genius. (laughs) The first character to actually speak in a full-length Disney cartoon was the Evil Queen in Snow White. Wow. Not first villain, or first female character, first voice ever. Her first wicked words were, Slave in the magic mirror, come from the farthest space. Through wind and darkness I summon thee, speak, let me see thy face. Creepy. That's deep. Yeah. Those are the first words. Mm -hmm. First words ever spoken, spoken, you know? Yeah, that's fucking deep. Yeah, that's crazy. They do it a little light and fluffier these days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't catch any of those. Hey, Andy? In, yeah. I didn't catch yeah. any of those in Trolls World Tour. Did you, Claire? <laughs> uh-uh. No. They would never do, be able to get away with half the shit that, that came out then. Mm-mm. Interesting fun fact about The Lion King. This blew my mind. The production of The Lion King in 1994 was regarded as a B-film to keep the animators that weren't working on Pocahontas occupied. Disney put their best animators on Pocahontas, but in the end, its box office performance didn't even come close to that of The Lion King, which made $968.5 million. Pocahontas only made $346.1 million. Oh, oh just a little three sixty. dollars I love Pocahontas. A yeah. I really do. But Lion King blew me away. Like, it was beautifully done. So Plagiarized, stolen, and was, oh. it was like a B-film at heart. <laughs> didn't even put their best animators on it. But they had Elton John. Fuck yeah. It's all it, it does took. a lot. Phil Collins. Was a good song. Yeah. As per the Lion King, Scar's birth name was Taka. 
He changed it to Scar after a buffalo attack left him with a signature mark on his eye. To give you some perspective on the piece of work that is the Lion King family, Taka can mean want in Swahili, but it is also commonly used to mean garbage or dirt. To sum up, Scar and Mufasa's parents named their older kid after the Swahili word for king and then turned around and called the other child trash. (laughs) (laughs) What? See, this is why people need to do their homework. If you're going to, like, take <laughs> words that mean things in, like, look other languages, it. look into it. Do, like, a little just, just like a little, check. Yeah, just, like, a little quick see. Not just, check. like, ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, let's That's use that. That's fun to say. <laughs> maybe, like, there's uh, a lot of people that this means a lot of different things, too. So, <laughs> let's just. Maybe the parents of Scar and Mufasa were big fans of twins. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely Arnold, and this is. Danny. We've got to have it. We've got to have a DeVito. Robin Williams ad-libbed so much during the recording sessions for the genie in Aladdin that the producers ended up with over 16 hours of recordings just for oh. him. It was because of these many off-script lines that the movie was rejected for Best Adapted Screenplay nomination at the Academy Awards. What? But that was also why that movie was like... Better it was because of Robin he Williams. Made and, that yeah. like sixteen hours of recording <laughs> saved it. I would listen to all that just to hear. It's like, a two-hour movie, and he wasn't in every scene. So <laughs> yeah, God, he would just go on, and they're all just like, "Okay, let's just like." Can you imagine here, trying like... to tame Robin Williams in a sound booth while no. he's like going to town? But you don't want to stop you don't. him. You're just gonna like let who's him... gonna stop him? Who's gonna stop him? Because he's be... gonna have gold. You press play on Robin Williams, and you let Robin yeah. Williams do his thing. And you find a very capable editor. (laughs) 16 hours. Blair, you'll like this one. The Beatles were one of the most prominent bands in the world. It is reported that Walt Disney wanted to have the Beatles appear on the Jungle Book. However, the Beatles couldn't make it onto the film due to scheduling conflicts. Walt Disney included three vultures that had British accents in the original Jungle Book. Uh And many people theorize that those vultures are based on the Beatles. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew I love the Jungle Book. Speaking of... What, there John, are four? Um, I don't know. There are four Beatles? There's four Beatles, but three vultures. Well, we go back to our conspiracy theory of where Paul's dead. Ooh. So. <gasps> Blair. And also, Good we point. learned on a previous episode that this was the last one that Walt Disney worked on before he died, was the Jungle Book. Oh. And speaking of John Lennon... He actually signed the paperwork that officially disbanded the Beatles while staying at Disney's Polynesian Village Hotel on December 29th at 1974. Really? Mm-hmm. Disney. Hmm. You know that Ariel? It's your fault, Disney. You broke up the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You know that Ariel we were talking about earlier? Cool. Oh, yeah. Her face in The Little Mermaid was based on Alyssa Milano. What? And they chose to make her hair red. Specifically because Splash had just come out a couple years earlier. Oh, and Daryl Hannah was the famous blonde mermaid, so sure. they had to do something totally different. Wow. Mm. I thought the mermaid was like so much older than that. She looks nothing like Alyssa Milano. No, she doesn't. Walt Disney attempted to adapt Beauty and the Beast in the 30s and in the 50s, but failed to find a good way to translate the story on the film. Decades after Walt Disney's passing, the company tried again and found the right story to make the film a success twice over in 1991 and the live-action remake in 2017. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They tried tried twice to make it before. 
former Disney CEO Michael Eisner threatened to close the animation studio if Beauty and the Beast from 1991 wasn't a success. It was a wild success, right? I, I feel like that was one that was specifically targeted for the girls. I had zero interest in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Let me tell you how much I wanted to see that movie. The Beast did... Oh my god, I just hope I can meet a beast someday. Ga- Gaston didn't drive you to the theater to go see you? No. See Beauty and the Beast? Nope. You know Gaston is the first male Disney villain in any Disney princess feature? It had all been evil queens, sea witches, and stepmothers before that. No male bad guy until 1995. God, he was such a fucking prick. Gaston. <laughs> You've watched that? He was such an asshole. Like, most animated asshole, like Gaston. He was a prick. Top of the list. Let's talk about Disneyland and Disney World for a minute. Yeah. Disney Park's cast members that dressed up as Toy Story characters used to drop to the ground when any guest yelled, Andy's coming. Unfortunately, the word got around and this practice became a little too popular. So it's been discontinued for safety reasons but you used to be able to yell andy's coming and anyone dressed as a toy story character would drop well, to the ground and play dead oh that's, that's awesome. pretty cool that's super cool to be like a kid and say that like somebody that's did something cool. i'd be like oh my gosh i have so much power this is real dad and says like, that the kids don't yeah. say that dad says it right that's De- cool devices called air smellitizers can be found all over disney parks and they emit scents in certain areas to match the surroundings You'll notice the scents of freshly baked bread and vanilla around Main Street. Salty sea air in line for the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Fresh citrus on Soren and honey at Pooh's Adventure. That's so smart. Damn. I went to uh, Disney World years and years ago before I went into the military. And their 4D movies are fucking amazing. 4D? They They have technology that hasn't been released to civilians and normal public yet smells that pop out little sprays that hit you in the face like salt water oh, yes. and things like that and things like, apply to all the senses it like, like tickles your balls whenever like, <laughs> yeah. it gets good it looks like there's <laughs> bugs that are being released from the screen and then your balls are being tickled underneath <laughs> you from the seat 100 percent. like you're chode too <sighs> you know they're not gonna leave that out no. that's awesome <laughs> the costuming department at disney parks are very serious about maintaining their look so that cast member costumes maintain continuity. And it has gone to some very weird places. I'm sure. Cast members wear costumes that are detailed down to the socks, belts, and handkerchiefs, all of which are shared amongst different cast members wearing those costumes. In 2001, cast members were required to wear issued underwear, also shared. And, no. it took, and it took a union movement to change the rules, allowing them to wear their own underwear and occasionally launder their own costumes. Fuck that. I quit. No. Like, I get yeah, if you have, like, a uniform. Quit. <laughs> if you have something that needs to be clean or whatever, like, on the outside, like, I totally understand that. I've worked at places and hospitality and hotels or resorts where you have to like you've been dressed as fucking woody things. all day and you drop into the ground anytime someone's <laughs> i'm not wearing somebody's underwear i'm not wearing a goddamn thing somebody else has worn all day are you oh. sweating me you wouldn't want to wear the same goofy outfit that oh. i've been wearing all day i'll oh, tell you that no what it would of, be 
so hot rank in there. What kind of HPV protection is Disney providing? Like, that's how you get it. You know that shit's over now. Corona and those days are over. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. You know that the original Disneyland had a lingerie store called the Wizard of Bras? No. Sure did. That's awesome. Sure did. No. That's it- awesome. That should be on, like, isn't there, like, an adult area? Why are there, like... I know. You're getting official. Where you could get like a huge like, dildo with like bun- with like a mouse ears on the end of it that like just Ooh. like vibrating mouse. They're missing ears. out on some real Disney licensing. You know what here. I'm saying? Yeah, There's are. like a whole adult store that mm-hmm. just needs that, to- or it's like a hit- underground, underground, hit- hidden, yeah. in like the you Harry Potter, certain magic yeah. wand what's opens the, it. What's the secret code? Mickey's nine inch nose. <laughs> Inserts right in you, and you just don't even fucking know. Oh. oh, this is good. Monsters Inc. by Pixar is basically the live action remake of 1989's Little Monsters. I never made that connection what? once. I am today years old when I learned this. And like, no shit. Like, yeah, it's obvious once you yeah. think about yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I totally see it. I've just... But, even, like, like I never like made them. the connection. Little monsters. They was, even look like... Was they even look like, like with the horn. Yeah, yeah they do. I'm, like, thinking about it. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure they even, like, look like them. <laughs> <laughs> he looks just like Howie Mandel. Holy shit. <sighs> it's weird. Tim Curry auditioned to play Judge Doom in Who Framed Ooh. Roger Rabbit. But he was considered just too terrifying for Disney. Uh, agreed. This was even two years before he played Pennywise the uh, Clown on it. No. So clearly it was just a frightening time. No, that's to be because Tim that's Curry. why he was so successful in it, is because he's just like a terrifying looking person. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love him. But that's why it made the difference in it for me was like Tim Curry made the difference because nobody could be that fucking scary. Yeah, he's a he great made the difference. actor. He made the difference. Yeah. For a kid's movie, that would have terrified the shit out of me because it like changed me because of him. To see him in a Disney movie. Like they, a they Disney made the right decision. Story? They made the right decision. No, for sure. Save him for it. <laughs> they hide a boner in every every movie they have, but Tim Curry, no, no, no. That's just inappropriate for children. <laughs> but yeah. I'm actually thinking that it has like nothing but kids in it. For it's sure. Just yeah, like, it's a kid's movie. Just yeah. a different flavor. All right, let's end on this one. Walt Disney's last words on this earth were Kurt Russell. Whoa. Yes. As in Kurt Russell, the actor. Snake? As in Kurt Russell that we met and knocked over in Aspen. No one knows what the hell Walt was thinking at the time or what he was trying to say. Kurt did work as a child actor for Disney at the time, so Walt was probably thinking of new ideas even as he lay on his deathbed. His last words were Kurt Russell. I wonder how Kurt Russell feels about that. He's probably like, Walt wanted to hitch his wagon to me forever. (laughs) And finally, on his deathbed, he was brave enough to say it. Kurt Dong. That would have been like... That's that's Fun fact. Those are just some... If Disney would have signed him, they would have made another... $10 $10 billion off of them. Hell yeah. Russell Captain does Ron? Things. Captain <laughs> Ron and Captain Hook? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Who doesn't want Kurt Russell to do more shit? Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our track of the week. No connection to the sode really this week, other than I just feel we need a really crunchy jam after all that. For sure. 
We really like it when we get something well-produced that still avoids sounding like everything else. This is a really cool track and a great submission. Out of South Africa, Limpopo Toyohando, to be exact. This is Ricky Beats with Lale.
Lale was written in remembrance of a high school sweetheart and was submitted by my guy Bon Johnny. Check out the video for Lale on YouTube and don't sleep on the other tracks from Ricky Beats. Keep on sending those track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. The crunchier the better, of course. Don't forget to come social down with us on the gram and Twitter at somethingcrunchy. Somethingcrunchy.com is the place to be where you'll find every episode along with links to the merch store, 8080 Apparel, and Invicta Watches where discounts await using discount code CRUNCHY. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe so that weekly episode finds you. And don't neglect your memes and laughs throughout the week with that well-behaved, mild-mannered, something crunchy Facebook group, Rated G. For good God, you could post that. So chill. (laughs) This has been another episode of Something Crunchy. And don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. And be crunchy to one another. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. Um, Tyler, if I were to like ask you a weird question and say sure. uh-huh. which of the Disney princesses were like the most hookupable, most bangable, I didn't want to have to say. It. <laughs> all right, so who is the most bangable Obviously. Disney princess? But don't think of it in terms of today. I want you to think of it in terms of like it's 1996. 96. Okay. So, like, that changes everything. 15 year old me, who am I trying to bang? All right. Then 86. Forget how old you are. (laughs) (laughs) 92. (laughs) He's like, all right. So, I was 16, just driving. For the love of God. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, well, 1749. I was pretty into Snoop Dogg and Pantera that year. So, Disney Princess. That's weird. (laughs) Who was out that year? Weird time of my life. Ariel is pretty Scratch that. Yeah, exactly. I asked it. Forget I asked it. Let's go back. <laughs> Tyler, yeah, it's 1991. Uh-huh. Who's the most bangable Disney princess? Oh, yeah, that's easy. That's Ariel. It's so it Ariel. Is Ariel. Yeah, uh-huh. It is Ariel. Yep. I don't know why. There's so why. many reasons why. Yeah, the seashell bra, the yeah. long flowing red hair. She's the... wearing a little light crop bra. Lit.
I can imagine if I just had like a red aerial wig on, like I'd be <laughs> wild. I mean, <laughs> there's just something about like that aerial that, red that turns that mm-hmm. makes you just like fucking crazy. But he's gonna come out with the clamshells, clamshell bra, and the red hair tonight. Throw your ass Hop in the pool. In there. <laughs> I'm gonna be the fucking crab. <laughs> come out! I'm in there swimming in the pool, yeah. just like mermaid like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get my claws. I'll be right back. It's got weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Blake. I forgot you were here. Disney started it. Shit. It's got weird. Disney gave me so hot. The book is also very violent. Oh, yeah. Cool. Fuck it. <laughs> Good reading. Mm-hmm. I want to read like maybe two more and then get to a break. We're taking a shot at the break. Yeah. yeah it needs to happen. The rest of Talia Storia. <laughs> Talia Storia. Talia Storia. Julia Gulia. Julia Gulia. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh? <laughs> Beer's kicking in. Ah, I need another one. He needs a shot. <laughs> and we're back. Rare occasion during break. It's very common for us to refill our drinks. Sure. Yep. <laughs> but, 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 but we don't take shots during breaks. We did tonight. And here Blair's just like, should we take a shot, you think? <laughs> should we do shot? Sitting there with what? we I'm got feeling. a bucket of crown and a bucket of vodka and <laughs> What are we doing? I regret it. I feel good. I took a shot of wet boot, but I regret it. It's a Disney zone. Yeah. He's in the mood for shots. <laughs> and we found out Blair's been making our shot glasses with these like four ounce. <laughs> Candles, thank you. They're candle holders. I thought they were shot glasses. They were candles, Blair. They were fucking candle glasses. They're for tea light candles, right? (laughs) Not even tea light candles. They were for... Those are like actual small candles. Blair thought they were double shots. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense now because we've been using those. Like I've been making our drinks for the past... Four, six sods, easy. Oh, I would say if like not more. So, yeah. It makes That's a lot why of we're sense. We're so hammered yeah. lately. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Job bartender. 